0: A is a Actually, uh, when we get merch, <laughs> okay. Sorry, I was clearing my <laughs> throat. <I broke. laughs> when we get merch, I, the photo of you mid-sentence <laughs> calling that woman a vicious hoe needs to be a t-shirt design because the photo exists; the moment was captured.
1: I don't know how it would really resonate with uh
0: Well we're gonna we're gonna add the text "vicious ho <laughs> So far Mike comma, is... Mike Russell. So far Mike is all of the t shirts.
2: <laughs> Nick, you and I gotta We have get... no personality. You and I gotta get working on some catchphrases or something.
0: Just be prepared for this episode if I just start interjecting random one liners that feel like they could catch on. Okay, great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well that's a woozy doozy. <laughs> um so yeah, so so Mike Mike, I don't like seeing you upset. So I think the, the best thing to get you into a fun, rare to go mindset is to take you out for another
1: day at the moon. <laughs> Uh, There's there's another t-shirt catchphrase. There there. is. (laughs) And, uh, Steve,
2: on which podcast will we be taking the movie? On the Song Topsy Report. On the Soundtracksy Report. The (laughs) Soundtracksy
0: Report? That uh,
2: probably won't catch on, Steve, but I do like the initiative. Here on the Soundtracksy Report, where I occasionally hijack the show to discuss bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy film music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Steve uh, Burn-in-Hell Harvey Weinstein Trollinger. (laughs) So brave, Steve. Uh, I'm Nick Brigadier. And I'm Mike Russell. And uh, today, gents, I'm taking you out to the movies. You've, you've had a rough go of it. Uh, I just feel like we all need to just get our minds in a creative in a creative sense. And this is a special episode, Steve, because usually when you take us out to a night
0: at the movies, uh, we're standing with you at the ticket counter so we know which movies we're going to see. Yeah. However, this time, Steve has been keeping them uh, from Mike and myself. He's yes, I blind- blindfolded
2: them, and I used cattle prods to get them into the theater <laughs> and out of the car. The... Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but a while back, film producers and creators ran out of ideas. I don't know if you're sort aware of Sort of it. about 40, 50 this years 40 ago. 40 or 50 years ago. Just, just I, I, don't, I give up. Let's, <laughs> let's do this instead. Let's, but we did that already. We'll just do it slightly different. Ever since I found out there was a movie titled The
0: Haunting in Connecticut 2, Ghosts of Georgia,
2: <laughs> I realized
0: that Hollywood <laughs> producers were
2: out of ideas. Yeah. Um And sometimes uh, that takes the form of an adaptation uh, in which a uh, creative force of some kind looks at a thing that was already made and was popular in another form, say a novel or a TV program, and decides, I want to sink 200 extra million dollars into that and make it even bigger than it is. Um, Sound logic to me. Yeah, so today we're going to discuss... wonderfully fantastic, well-done songs from some films uh, that were adapted from pre-existing TV programs. Steve, I just want to make sure I understand. For our
0: listeners, uh, and yes. by the way, if this is your first time listening, shout out. Uh, thank you for joining us, and please leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you like what you hear. But Steve, for all of these listeners, you're t- t- to quote a wise man, you're telling me mm-hmm. that we are going to, three. Listening, <laughs> we're going to be listening to themes... From movies that were based on TV shows. Correct. Wow, we're really songceptioning ourselves. Yeah.
2: Well, to be you know, hundred percent honesty here, this uh, that it's about time that that theme came about accidentally when I just picked three random things and noticed that oh hey these are all based on TV shows. <laughs> so I I wanted to talk about the songs, realized there was a connection, and decided I know I'll fake like I thought of that in the first place. <laughs> And you'll edit all this out. Of course, of course. Uh, I don't know if you
0: can hear Mike the winking. So I'm putting my eye right next to the microphone yeah. to wink um,
2: oh, I, at yeah, Mike. Yeah. So some people think...
0: The, the, some people the, wink. The, the,
2: oh my God, the, uh, the nebulous some people who never ever seem to get pointed at and notified as to who they are. Yes. But some people think that uh, one Master Will Smith... Is the, is the master of rap songs that recount the plot of the movie you just he watched. He is undeniably the master of that. But did you know that he stands on the shoulders of giants? Really? This is by far not not only an original concept, but one that, just one that he sort of perfected along the way. And would you know who the names of the people who put him on that path were? Who are they? Who is that? Their names are Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. What?
0: Dan Ankroyd and Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom now, Hanks. Steve, I am familiar with those two names. However, it is mostly from their body of work uh, doing acting.
2: Yes. Well, in 1987, the two of them starred in a little film called Dragnet, which I have not seen, um, actually. Directed by Tom Mankiewicz. Wait, is
1: that about like uh, people in drag on the internet?
2: No. Oh. This is in 1987. <laughs> <guest> though. <like. laughs> I just said it was in 1987. The very early days of the internet. Drag queens were on top of that, Steve. It's ARPANET. Um, oh. So, 1987 film directed by Tom Mankiewicz and loosely based on the 1950s TV show of the same name. Most people who are familiar with the TV show Dragnet are, are only familiar with it because of its distinctive opening theme, uh, which was... Da-da-da-da... Uh, uh, Da, 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 da. Yeah. 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 Does that sound familiar? Yes. Uh, <laughs> due to copyright issues, though, we can't play any of the song, which is why you heard Steve. From I Edition. did not even think to put that on <laughs> for us to listen to, but you get it, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what dra- the Dragnet theme is, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. that was the theme to a, a 50s TV show uh, created by Jack Webb. Uh, you might also remember the catchphrase, "Just the facts, ma'am." From that from that program, maybe I'm old. Um, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying it, Steve. So in 1987, uh, this uh, 50s TV show was adapted into a uh, you know a mismatch action cop buddy comedy. At the time, you know, *Lethal Weapon* had just come out. Is very very popular. Tango and cash, yeah. So yeah. this uh, th- they they took this and it was written by Dan Aykroyd as well. They took this idea and they took a pre-existing thing and they just mashed it up to create a movie that was one of my favorite films that is altogether a sequel, a parody and an homage. In the sense that the film takes place with as a continuation of the show, uh parodies several aspects of the show and is a, a general homage to the show. Oh. Now at the I won't go through I usually I do like a, a re- short recap of the film and then we get to the song, and I will do that here and I will desperately keep it short. <laughs> Essentially, Dan Aykroyd plays the nephew of the main character from the TV show, played by Jack Webb, uh, Joe Friday, who's a very like straight-laced, pork pie hat, straight tie, you know, like by the books cop. And he gets paired up with a streetwise, you know, uncouth, disrespectful cop, played by a young Tom Hanks. Wow. And yes,. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. There was once upon a time when Dan Aykroyd was higher billed than Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was the young up and comer. He had to learn to take whatever Dan Aykroyd gave to him.
1: Oh man, I got to see this movie, yo. <laughs> um,
2: and you've never seen it's it's a fantastic film. Uh, essentially, uh, the the two of them have to learn to work together as they go after a resurgent crime cult in Los Angeles called Pagans. Which, oh, which, and... which is an acronym that stands for People Against Goodness and Normalcy. <laughs> uh, they believe in bad that. sex and good drugs is part of their manifesto. Wait, they believe in
1: bad sex? Bad
2: sex and good drugs. Uh, yeah. They're not nice people, and they're led, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen this movie from like 35 years ago, uh, they're led by, uh, a, by a, a Catholic priest who is... Uh, oh, who has
1: the worst sex of them all. Yeah,
2: who uses, we won't get into that. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, what kind would that
2: be? Who maintains a secret identity as like a TV, like Jerry Falwell type person. And uh, at a certain point, they uh, they kidnap uh, a virgin, the last virgin in L.A. to sacrifice, <laughs> uh, 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 whose character's name is Connie Swale, or as uh, Detective Friday, played by Dan Eckert, refers to her throughout the entire film, the virgin Connie Swale. Anytime the character is mentioned, <laughs> she is called the Virgin Connie Swale. Uh, right up until the end, which again, go see the movie. It's one of the greatest like little stinger moments in all of all of movies. It's like a joke that is set up over the course of two hours and it's paid off.
1: Oh, God, wouldn't that be like a shitty nickname for high school if someone just called you? The like,
2: Virgin <laughs> <laughs> the Virgin Mike Russell. I mean,
0: oh,
1: God, how do they know? <laughs> well,
0: when you scream that immediately after. <laughs>
2: yeah. Kind so, of confirms. So at the end of this film, uh, we are treated to what was one of the first examples of the now time-honored tradition of rapping about what happened in the film. Except in this case... Our rap artists are Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd. No
1: way. <laughs>
2: For a little song called City of Crime. On this particular occasion, we happen to witness a pagan ritual in progress. See that, street? We're just in
3: time. We have stumbled into a major crime. They got the girl off right. Now that's not nice. I think she is the subject of a sacrifice.
1: wow Tom Hanks Tom Hanks could have been in the Beastie Boys <laughs> he could he have he could have been a fourth Beastie Boy yes because <laughs> listeners that was
0: Tom Hanks you heard because I looked away from the screen for a split second and did not know who was following up Dan Ankroyd's baritone melodious <laughs> voice and it was Tom Hanks uh,
2: yeah so we open with the um, standard if you had seen the television show Dragnet uh, it was like one of the first uh, uh, like cop procedural type shows on television Um, and in it, there were, uh, used several like stylistic things so that each episode began and ends sort of the same way, just with different characters. And, uh, it would often begin with the straight laced Joe Friday being very specific and very monotone about the day in LA that was, he's like, it was 955 in the city of angels, like that sort of very noir-esque, uh, voiceover work. I hear that in my head every time I wake up. Yeah. So this is a, this song, City of Crime, will, uh, if you guys have not seen the movie, which you haven't, good news. After you finish listening to this, you'll know the plot of the movie. Oh, <laughs> oh thank God.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> I always need a good synopsis before I dive into a movie, you know? So City of Crime, performed by Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks, with the assistance of English
2: bassist Glenn Hughes and American guitarist Pat Thrall. Um, uh, we have opened here... Uh, Dan Arid's character is is uh, Joe Friday, the nephew of the original character from the show, and Tom Hanks' character, the young brash Pep Strebeck. Pep Strebeck. Yes, that is his name. <laughs> that is a name that was given to a human Pep's being for a film. Um, uh, has, they, they've stumbled on a major crime, and they in the music video you which I heartily recommend people watch, and I'll show you two why in a second. Well, all,
0: it's already worth I've seen yeah. Tom Hanks' rap. It's
2: already worth it. <laughs> Um, so uh, at this particular occasion we've happened to witness a pagan ritual in progress pagan being the bad guys of the film uh, and as Tom Hanks is emoted
3: Tom Hanks
2: Tom that is Hanks, my ringtone now <laughs> Tom Hanks doing the standard white guy who is uncomfortable with rapping, rapping technique of shouting <laughs> If you are a white guy who is not necessarily comfortable with the concept of rapping, you just start shouting things, which is the, as Mike oh. pointed out, the entirety of the Beastie Boys' <laughs> <This> <laughs> techniques.
1: Oh man! the Beastie Boys was the sing- most
2: nervous rap group ever. Uh, so they're witnessing this sacrifice, and as uh, Tom Hanks has shouted, uh, they are uh, they, they got to do something. Buddy, we're putting this party on ice. But
3: first, you know we really ought to read them that right.
2: Read them their right. Read them their right.
3: Well I'm here tonight to rap about your right. Cause right now you're in trouble I don't have to say nothing at all You all got two calls And you better make
1: them on the double Now hold on, hold on This is the city of Christ <laughs>
0: This is the most wonderful thing I've ever seen. It is for those of you, It is a young Tom Hanks and Dan Ankroyd in a police precinct, it looks like, doing synchronized dancing with a bunch of cultists wearing animal pagan masks.
2: That is exactly just why I wanted people to watch the video. This, this video is rife with choreography.
0: How is this not? Steve, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so how is this not? No, I just saw Tom Hanks at the Academy Awards not a month ago, and uh,
1: uh, in the front, esteemed Academy Award winner Tom Hanks. <laughs> I, I broke Nick. <laughs> no, I did it. Is bro- Nick is broken right now, man. This, this is the biggest grin on I'm your face. I'm just so happy. You're so, glowing, Nick. You're so glowing. they've
2: got they've got a, as Dan Aykroyd intoned. Read them their rights. Read them their rights. Because <laughs> I guess they re- I guess they were just like, oh crap. That we need an extra. Uh, it doesn't sound right. It sounds uneven. We need one extra lyric. Uh so, so they gotta read them the rights. And Tom Hanks is now addressing said room of masked pagan cult cultists, uh, before they broke into a heavy dance choreography.
1: Now he didn't even get into Miranda rights, he just told him about the two phone calls.
2: Yeah. He's like, You're in trouble. Don't ever say nothing at all. Y'all got two calls, and you better make them on the double.
1: You know, I only got one phone call. Yeah. Oh,
2: right. Mike went to jail. I forgot. <laughs>
1: How was this, how, I feel what like was the I really col- missed out, man? I feel like I really missed out on a second. I would have loved to, you know, call another person. If Mike, only you had seen the
2: 1987 film *Dragnet* <laughs> and waited till the end, you would have known inherently that you had two calls.
1: Tom Hanks rapped that I get two phone calls. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs>
0: Shit, he knows about that. He knows about yeah, the Mike, secret what, second. What phone was calls. your choreography like in your prison
1: <laughs> when you broke into *Song and Dance*? Oh, Nick. Dan Ankroyd comes in, kegs and eggs. Eggs. Kegs and (laughs) eggs. (laughs) Starts calling everyone by their nicknames.
2: I think he I think he took a police (laughs) I think he could shit.
1: I can't do I can't rap like Tom Hanks.
2: I think he took a baseball bat to the police car. It's a sad day when you're not as good at rapping as Tom Hanks. (laughs)
0: I still can't get it. It's a over. sad day when your two podcast co-hosts remind you of one of your darkest periods <laughs> in life. <laughs> I'm assuming. Maybe it was a great time.
1: Uh, you know, it was a memorable one, I suppose. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair.
2: You're a dangerous mob, and it is our job to bust you all for being violent. While we are here, let's state it clear. You
1: have the right to remain silent. He's <laughs> winking at him. So yeah, Mike was
2: worried about the Miranda rights. Little did Mike know, this whole song is the Miranda rights.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, see this. Is- I'm, I'm now happy with where they're going with yes. this. Yes, my <laughs> name's
0: Tom Hanks, and I'm here to say you have a right to an attorney. Which, <laughs> which
1: is
2: funny, because he actually does that in the movie a little bit. Like, at the end, like he's, he's busted like one of the main henchmen that you see throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, and... Uh, so he's he's got him on the ground. And he's like he's like, come on, you know the words. Anything you say can will be used to get you in a court of law. Like he just starts <laughs> rapping the Miranda rights, which I think legally speaking makes them null and void. Like I think legally that's very specific. There's a very specific like thing you have to do where the Miranda rights cannot be altered in any way, shape, or form, or else it is considered. Even nominated. the cadence at which they're said, as long as the I content think, is there. I think so. Because he didn't say anything. You say can and will be used against you in a court of law. He said anything you say can a will begins to get into court of law. Like he like mushed all the words together. So wait, if you're getting arrested
0: and you like play like an instrumental hip hop track in the background while your cops are reading the Miranda rights, does that count as a rap and therefore they're null and void and you can get out of going to prison? Only if there's only if they're like
1: in in tune to the music, Nick. What if I'm deaf and I commit a crime? and they don't know how to sign it to me correctly like justice is blind <laughs> crime is deaf <laughs> uh listeners if any of you are deaf
2: criminals please let us know <laughs>
3: <Jeez>. <laughs> Steve
2: <laughs> what I don't get it why is everyone looking at me
3: excuse me comma, Mr. Crime Crabstock what is wrong with what we're doing we just like to dance in our gold skin pants around this age and- a lawyer it's my duty to inform you and my pleasure to warn you
1: we'll provide one huh! lawyer. <laughs> God never go with that option guys let me tell you never no. never <laughs>
2: never never get a cheap ass half drunk public defender Apologies to all public defenders out there. Your jobs are shit upon daily, and uh, you are, are earning the utmost. Shit on respect. it again,
1: yeah. yeah. You
2: you have our utmost respect for working a very shitty job and providing legal counsel to people who can't afford it. But I'm just telling you, that's what we're all saying. That's what we're all out here saying about you. Back to the choreography.
3: The thing I
0: love, and what makes me respect Tom Hanks even more, is when he signed up for this movie, there's no way he could have known he would have had to do choreography for a music video tie-in. But he must have just been a good sport about it. There's no fucking way that was in his contract. <laughs> oh, by the way, at the end of the movie, there's going to be hip-hop choreography, and you'll be rapping in it, and you're going to have to do this
2: choreography. Oh, so- but what's funny, it's not, even, it's not even, like the choreography, I was going to say, it's like it's like Fred Astaire type choreography. It's like uh, old fashioned two. It's not good, but I'm saying it's like old fashioned <laughs> like two step. Like it's Busby like
0: hungover Fred Astaire yeah. choreography.
2: Sorry, Mike. You were trying to say something before.
1: No, 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 no. no I just, just watching. I just I just <laughs> wa- I am Mesmerized by Tommy's Van <laughs> like, dance We're like dancing I like, right. and you know what? This is a very progressive music video. I mean, everyone is gay in it. (laughs) 90% of the police precinct is women. Yes, buxom, young, attractive women. How
2: progressive. Wearing police dress uniforms? Like they're wearing dresses? What's wrong with dresses, Steve? I guess nothing. I don't know, the same reason as when you watch old Star Trek reruns, and you're like, why are all of the women wearing miniskirts in space?
0: Because even though it was the future, Steve, it was still the 60s. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Now you know what you've been doing is a serious crime. And you'll probably be doing some serious time.
2: In case you might be worried about the friends you lose.
3: At least I get to see you on Whoa. the evening
2: news. It's a
1: new <laughs> sensation. All you were
2: top- saying, Mike, <laughs> you were saying about how progressive this was? I, hey, listen. All the police dresses just flew off the bodies of the police women, by because
1: the way. Because they are all heading to Zumba class, okay? And they have their athletic gear on under those... Police uniform. That's just efficiency. That's the sign of a good police force. You know, at some places I work, we have gyms in the basement, so you do have to have your uh, your gym clothes at the ready, so you can you know stay in shape. The healthy body, healthy mind, healthy spirit. Steve, healthy city of cries. <laughs> Tom Hanks delivers all of
0: his lyrics more in like just
2: like a panicked yelp. I love it. <laughs> That's because it's the, he's scared. He doesn't know what he's doing. More like a city of rhyme, <gasps> <gasps> barely. Ooh. Down to the station. You're going to answer some questions.
3: And have some refreshments.
2: What is your full name? What were you doing on January 15th of this year? All we want is the truth, mister. What were you doing in the location in question? What is the purpose of your pagan organization?
3: Whoa, you can't spend nothing on me, copper. Well, excuse me. Excuse me. Don't use abuse or refuse right. me. No joke. I'm broke.
0: I'm okay, right the internal logic is now lost because now... The um, criminal, the 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 pagan cultist they've apprehended, is now in control of the song, and all the police women in dresses, of which there are now many more, in a giant kind of open area, are all dancing to his rapping. So, what what is their alignment? Are they even real police women?
2: <laughs> uh, are you saying Are you saying that uh, officers of the law should not respect the rights of the accused to dance? <laughs>
1: I want to see that in the Miranda rights. You have the right to dance your defense and rap.
2: And if, <laughs> and if it's good enough, we might just let you off with a warning this time. Basically,
1: it's like the uh, anti-Footloose
2: town. For my rights, I can
3: I'm homeless and I'm lonely, but the state cannot disown me. Wait, can you pause that for a second?
0: Did he just
2: rap, I'm homeless? I was wondering No, homely. Thing. Oh, I'm homely. I'm homely and I'm lonely. Homely and low. But what? the state cannot disown me. Wait, what does it
1: mean to be homely?
2: <laughs> to be sort of like plain, like you're not ugly, but you're not beautiful. You're just kind of like meh.
1: The- Wait, he's not plain. He's got he's got spiked green hair.
0: He's yeah, a pa- home- he's hol- a fucking pagan. Homely isn't the <laughs> adjective I would describe for this particular individual. But maybe they just needed a two-syllable
2: adjective to fit into the meter. What? I, I, I refuse to believe this wasn't planned out like two years in advance. No, cut to the songwriter.
0: <laughs> Shit, we're filming this today?
2: <laughs> it's a city of
0: crime!
3: <laughs> I might want money to take home to
2: police station has become a dance club and Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd are now like meter maids, kind of?
1: They are wearing some short-ass shorts up yeah. there, man. I
2: thought they were postal workers for a second. I'm like, well, this is a weird change. Look
1: but at the size of Dan Aykroyd's uh, hammies there. Oh my
2: god, his calves, <laughs> he could crush a watermelon between them. <laughs> um, Now, uh, this song's almost over, so I we, we can move on here in a second, but the... um. If, if you ever, so Tom Hanks, it's not hard to respect Tom Hanks. He makes it very easy. I respect him so much more now. But uh, a couple years ago, 2015, he was on the Graham Norton show in, yes. in the UK, one of my favorite interview shows. And he, um, well, I'll just, I'll just play it.
3: I have to ask, because this is a sort of little known thing. I didn't know. But you are a recording artist. Oh dear! <laughs> oh, well,
2: uh, let's say I've, I've been forced into the studio at gunpoint on occasion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, you went all kind of hip hop rappy on us, didn't you? We yes, I have. A, I have a. <laughs> I have an, a rap hit that, that <laughs> haunts me for the rest of my days, yes, yes. Because this was you and, and uh, Danny Ackroyd. We were promoting Dragnet, a motion picture in 1987, <laughs> and we sang. Of course, everybody can sing along. Look out, Strebeck! you're just in time. We have
3: stumbled into a major crime. She's got the girl off frightened. Now, that's not nice. I think she is the subject of a sacrifice, buddy. We're putting
2: this party on
3: ice. But first, you know, we
2: really ought to read them their rights.
3: Read them their rights. Read them their rights.
2: (laughs) No, so he's still got 20, that. 20 some odd years later, Tom Hanks still knows the lyrics to that horrible song. And I respect him so much
0: more for not pretending he forgot the lyrics. No. Oh, yeah, it
2: wasn't something like that. Tom, He knew. He yeah. knows. He He'll knows. never forget. And, and neither and, will I. Especially especially with how terrified he was. Like, the second Graham Norton said, like, you're a recording artist. He instinctively knew what he was going to have to do next. Like, no. He was like, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about this, huh? <laughs> All right. But that was no. City of Crime from the film uh what should we call it <laughs> dragnet dragnet thank you
0: <laughs> <laughs> so steve thank you so much for that trip to uh see dragnet my
2: butt's a little sore but i'm excited for the next movie okay so uh so now we're going to time travel to the year 1999 we're actually we're going to stay there for the next two nice Ooh.
1: Um,
2: now um how familiar are the two of you with a 1983 animated show called inspector gadget
1: Oh, yeah, I I knew that show.
2: Okay. For I five. was Deke Entertainment.
1: <laughs> Deke. Uh, I
0: was totally unaware of it. However, I did in theaters see a 1999 Matthew Broderick version.
2: Uh, directed by David Kellogg, based on said animated series, starring Matthew Broderick, Rupert Everett, Michelle Trachtenberg, and D.L. Hughley as the Gadget
1: Mobile. <laughs> now, did that movie do terrible? It did. <laughs> I feel like I remember it. Being. It I saw well It and truly bad. I saw it at a young enough
2: age where I couldn't tell if a movie was bad or not. It committed many uh, cardinal adaptation sins. It provides an origin story that nobody asks for for both Inspector Gadget and his arch rival, Dr. Claw, uh, <sighs> who in the cartoon is you don't ever see him. You just see his cat and his weird gauntleted hand.
0: Oh wait, yeah, because I remember in the movie a bowling ball lands on his
2: hand. Yeah, a bowling ball lands uh, first of all, you see him immediately. You know who he is. He's got a name. Immediately? You know who he is. You've got a name. You've got a face. In the cartoon, he's like this faceless evil that runs an evil spy organization called Mad. But in the movie, it's it's better because instead he's an evil businessman who used to be fat. <laughs> that's, his char- that's his character. That's his character arc. They show him right off the show bat. show him like this is God, this is Doctor Claw. He's Rupert Everett. <laughs>
1: Oh, what? The writers really fucking dropped the ball And on they this. gave
2: Inspector Gadget a person's name instead of his real last name, which is Gadget.
1: Uh, uh,
2: in the cartoon, his, his name is Gadget. Uh, it diluted many of the original aspects of the show, whereas in the original show, uh, there was a child POV character, Penny, who was yeah. his niece and her dog, Brain, who actually solved the crimes, while Inspector Gadget, like... Woop whoop, 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 his way through uh, the mystery.
0: Thank you, Steve. Whoop, whoop, whoop is a verb, whoop. and it does describe... What are we doing? Oh, whoop, whoop whooping.
2: And uh, it committed the ultimate all-time cardinal sin of film adaptations. Uh, the movie included the song All-Star by Smash Mouth.
0: <laughs> Listen, it was 1999. You were not allowed to release a movie that year unless it included an
2: All-Star by Smash Mouth. But we're not going to talk about Smash Mouth, guys. We're going to talk about a, a boy band by the name of Youngstown, and they're... Only chart-topping hit signal, signal, just sig- <laughs> single. No, it was more of just like a vague sound yeah it was, because I know what song you're about to play. Single uh, that appeared at the end of in the Inspector Gadget uh, film adaptation called I'll Be Your Everything.
3: Song.
2: <laughs> so i can't think of a better song to make you feel like you're watching a 1983 cartoon <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it's about
0: steve this was about the, the target demographic for this movie w- was me i was like Eight years old at the time. Yeah, it but like, children are eight. Boy bands are popular. No, I I didn't even know that
2: Inspector Gadget was a cartoon before this movie. But they sidelined the character. Like if you're making a kids movie and the thing you're adapting has a built-in like kid POV character, and you spend the whole movie sidelining that character, like because Michelle Trachtenberg, who plays his niece Penny, oh, does not wait. really show up in the movie that what? often. Wait, she, she doesn't solve uh, the crime. She doesn't like. Wait, you mean Dawn? Yes, Don. Yes, Dawn Oh, Summers. I
0: knew the name sounded <laughs> familiar. Yes,
2: Don Summers. Um, so a little background: Youngstown was a boy band formed in 1998, featuring the talents of David Yeager, Samuel Lopez Jr., and James Dallas. This was their first single. Single, um, and despite coming of age during the era of boy bands, they were quickly overshadowed by In Sync, um, uh, who came out with "Bye Bye Bye" the same year as this song, um, and they ended up disbanding in 2005. So there's actually not a lot about Youngstown. This was their only real sort of chart-topping hit. And it involves the character Inspector Gadget. Does, I remember seeing a clip of them doing choreography
0: for it, and they were wearing like the Inspector Gadget trench coat and hat, and they were doing a little choreography with it. It was cute, but they're not a band anymore.
2: No. Um, so for our, our first uh, lyric here, uh, I'll be your everything, uh, which, you know... I guess kind of works, like you're calling, like, Inspector Gadget. His whole thing is he's a cyborg filled with all sorts of gadgets.
0: Including so many useless, I remember he had a toothpaste dispenser in the movie.
2: Yes. Well, the the, the running gag of the Inspector Gadget cartoon is that Inspector Gadget knows how to activate his gadgets. Uh, He uses a command phrase, go, go, Gadget, and then he says whatever the gadget is. It was the Hey Siri of 1983. Yeah. Uh, and I desperately wish someone would come out with a personal assistant that will let you do that. Oh,
0: yeah. That's a great idea.
2: Uh, but they, he would say that. But the running gag of the show is he would say, like, go, go, Gadget, helicopter. And instead, his, like, flotation device would go off instead. Like, his, like he'd blow up into a big oh, flotation <laughs> device. So you're saying he'd say it in the
0: wrong and the wrong Gadget. That it really work. is, hey, Siri, yeah. in It
1: is exactly, oh, my God. I tell you, the voice activation stuff really pisses me off, man. She turns on when I try to turn her off.
0: Mike, do you have that problem a lot?
1: <laughs> too often, Nick,
0: too
3: often.
2: <laughs> I mean, in terms of problems like, easy, to have, that's, easy. Not, I'm tired. That's, right. not a, that's not a terrible problem to have. It'd be worse if it was the opposite.
0: <laughs> Your are Mike in the other room. Go, go, boner. Go, go, boner. <laughs>
2: um, it's funny you should say that,
0: Nick. Why is it funny I, you should say that?
2: I'm actually going to stop. We're going to stop listening to this track because oh, no. this track is the film version. Um, Youngstown has two versions of this song, one for the film and then one for their album. And then a filthy version. Uh, Filthy. Steve,
0: you just raise your... Okay, Steve, you have to play this. I've only ever heard this this version that you just started playing. So that's
2: the film version. For the most part, a lot of things won't necessarily change between the two, but here's the album version of the same lyric that we just listened to.
0: Sorry, Steve could you read that line
2: <laughs> you can call me when you want me if you need a friend you got me I'll be your everything fulfill your every dream okay, It's already we can, a little different. we can do it automatic I can freak you with my gadget I can
0: freak you with my gadget which
2: either is his euphemism for his penis or it could
1: also be a literal gadget but no matter what it's it's going down it's Downtown. going in it's going in somewhere yeah
0: I don't know how I feel about the term. I can freak you with my gadget. That sounds like freak sounds like an
1: unpleasant surprise. Like Whoa, there's getting freaky, getting and then
0: there's freaky. freaking someone. I think they're different.
1: Listen, uh, Nick. Sometimes people, no matter what, are going to be a little surprised when you get in there. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> when they wake up. What
1: are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nick.
2: And I didn't, so I didn't know that there were it's two. A pleasant diff- surprise. Come on, I didn't know there were two different versions of the song, uh, which is weird because, like, uh, several years ago, I came up with a sketch idea, I ended up not going anywhere. But the thrust of the sketch idea was <laughs> the, 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 the th- thrust. <laughs> the thrust of the sketch idea was that. Inspector Gadget didn't know all of the different gadgets that were inside of him, so the uh, the running gag of the show is that he would say a gadget, but then a different gadget would happen. So yeah. he would, in the sketch, he would say like, "Go, go, gadget helicopter!" Ah, why is there a butt plug? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who put? Why is that a gadget? Not go go gadget butt plug, and you would just do the Inspector Gadget voice, which would make it funny.
0: Uh,
2: and it would just, it kind of would just snowball from there. It's like go go gadget. He starts getting more and more nervous every time. Every time it happens, like go go gadget
1: parachute. <laughs> Why is that in there? <laughs> But so little appar- you Youngstown- know
0: that Youngstown was already ahead of the curve.
2: Yeah, apparently they uh, they were like, "Oh man, we we gotta do. We really want to be weird, gross, and sexy about this song, but we need to make money, so we gotta put the Inspector Gadget. What are we movie. gonna do? I know we'll just slightly change certain <laughs> lyrics. So back to the film version for the next verse.
3: No, the morning-
2: or i knew the moment
3: that we met i had to be inside of you someone you won't uh, wow yeah Yeah!
0: okay sure
3: okay <laughs>
0: okay youngstown uh,
2: i see you so in the the movie lyrics are i had to be a part of you the uh the band though wants to be inside of you now Wait, and he says, I knew from the moment that we met. The moment that we met, I had to be inside of you. That would had... never work
0: as an initial pickup line.
2: But you know it does work. You know it gets the ladies revved up. Go,
1: go, Gadget. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> now, now to stick with the theme of Inspector Gadget, though, shouldn't they have said in the filthy version, like, I put my part inside of you? Hell, they should have just not... called the song
0: Inspect Her Gadget. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I use, this is my
2: inspect her gadget.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Uh, so for the, we won't go too much into this song, but I'm going to just sort of. We'll go about as into the song yeah, as they want As to. they will. But I'm just going to sort of play from now on, the rest as just the, the album version, since it doesn't change too okay. much. Okay. Well, No matter what you do, Mike, deep down inside that's of you, nice. <laughs> which by itself doesn't necessarily mean anything. But they've but, already
1: laid the context yeah. out. They've, They're saying he's the one that's deep inside of me. Of me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just like, I just like imagining some really like gross guy. I he's Matthew weird. Broderick. Red, Matthew Broderick. I was gonna say like like so many parts of this. Don't add up in a cool in a nice way. Like he wears a trench coat. <laughs> he's he's got a plethora of gadgets for her.
1: Is it, was there a love story in the movie? There yeah. was.
2: Yeah. The uh, the You're scientist standard. who created him, he had a crush on. And there was in a children's movie, there were several scenes where when he became particularly enamored of her, one of his gadgets would go off without <laughs> him meaning to. <laughs>
1: Um,
2: like his hat would open up, and like an, an alarm clock would pop out on a spring.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, because you know you got to give the adults something. You to,
1: got to come on in a kids'
2: movie.
0: Not good writing just, or good acting. Just, no.
1: a, just dick, dick jokes. jokes. Yes. everyone, every adult's happy with a couple of dick jokes.
2: <laughs> but like the song, the song doesn't change too much, which is. Amazing because they've already established this new con this new context, but they didn't change any of the other lyrics. Like later on, when they're talking about Dr. Claw, they have a lyric uh where they say, No sweat when the claw is on his way. Don't worry about him catching you. Don't even be afraid. They didn't change that lyric from the original, like from the kids' version. But because uh. of the new added context, you're like,
1: What's happening with Dr. Yeah. Claw? Wait, what? Claw could've they could have
2: said three fingers
0: instead of claw and it oh. would have <laughs> But also that to be that's maybe why this band did become successful, because can you imagine all the parents back in the days we had to go to FYE to buy a CD who wanted to buy the song or the single for their kids? And when you have one version that is very appropriate for a PG-rated kids movie, and one version that's all about getting up inside someone with your gadget. Can you imagine how many parents accidentally bought the inappropriate version?
2: Probably the same amount of parents that bought the wrong Ghostbusters toys. Oh, yeah. What kind of
1: probably... dirty Ghostbusters toys were there?
2: Mike, I explained this on a different episode. I'm not going to explain it <laughs> Did again. You? Go back and listen to it. Yeah.
1: Oh. D- <laughs> but, so that's Youngstown's I'll Be
2: or Everything, both versions. Wow. Male and female. <laughs> Go, go, gadget, butt plug. Oh, why is that the one that works?
0: Well, Steve, I'm glad that movie was a little bit shorter because, like I said, my butt is hurting even more now just from
2: sitting in a seat, Mike, not from anything weird. Uh, but, Steve, you have a third movie for us? For our third and final film, uh, we're going to stay in the year 1999. It was a good year. Um, I leave. And uh, this one isn't as much a surprise to you guys as the other two were, uh, but it's no less notable for its sheer sure terribleness. It's a little see, that's film. a highly debatable point. <laughs> that I will film, argue passionately about. Oh, we'll see, because it's a little film from 1999. Ooh, makes me suffer <laughs> so up in my mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, called Wild Wild West. Hell yeah! Uh, yeah. Directed by Barry Sonnenfeld and loosely adapted from the 1960s TV series The Wild Wild West, starring Will Smith, Kevin Klein. Shakespearean actor extraordinaire Kenneth Branagh as a handicapped racist, and <laughs> Selma Hayek. Um, that was the most succinct description of
0: *Loveless* I've heard.
2: I don't know. I don't know how much I need to discuss the plot of this movie with you, gentlemen.
0: There's little to speak of. Uh, It involves giant metal spider, confederates,
2: revenge. So the original 1960s, uh, did you guys know it's based on a TV show? I actually did know
1: that, I did not know that. My
2: parents had to inform me of that. There was a TV show from the 1960s called The Wild Wild West. Um, Similar premise, uh, a a U.S. Marshal by the name, or a U.S. Marshal, uh, and a uh, uh, Jim West. So no, uh, Jim West is I forget what he is. He oh he's like an army captain oh, or yeah, something. Right. And uh, and Artemis Gordon, the scientist and gadgeteer, is the uh, is the U.S. Marshal, and they are forced to work together at the behest of President Grant to stop weird steampunky science, evil scientists and the uh, villains from destroying the United States, yeah. uh, which is exactly what the movie was about. So the TV show was uh, uh, about the TV show is four seasons long um and was very popular it actually ended up getting canceled because of a uh, series of uh laws that were passed about violence on tv at the time oh. so the show was actually very popular it wasn't due to be canceled but they had to, they had to stop making it because it was too violent
1: yo that show don't you think that would do real good today on netflix Kind of, it's like called a- it's called Westworld, and it's on Wild Wild Westworld. Oh, that's not
2: the same. Uh, no, but you know, it's a steampunk. It's like a high tech, like western sort of
1: thing. That, I mean, they do have the the, the western, I suppose. But, but see, it, yeah. for the listeners who
0: know what song we're going to discuss, can we get to the song? No, <sighs> more facts. <now. laughs> okay, no, seriously, yeah. if you have more facts, uh, we'll get to them throughout <laughs> <laughs> the. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Jim No, you don't want None of this, this,
1: Soldier, look, it's like I told you. <laughs> you. can't beat it. Oh, Will Smith, can. can't beat
2: it for its terribleness. <laughs> I um, love it, man. <laughs> wild Wild West, at the time of its release, was the most expensive film ever made. Really? Uh, wow. Luckily, Titanic came out immediately after. and everyone. No, Titanic so, came out before. That came out in... No, yeah, you're right. Holy shit. Wait,
0: was this, this was not more expensive than Titanic. Tell this, me it was not more expensive I, than Titanic. I think
2: this was more expensive than Titanic. This was $170 million, I think. Holy shit. Was the cost for this. Um... <laughs> Nominated for eight Razzie Awards, yes, including Worst Song, which is what we're listening to right now. Listen, the Razzies haven't
0: been right all the time.
2: Wicca, wicka wicka worst song. Kenneth Branagh's character, a little fun a little note here, uh, who we're going to talk about in the song here in a second, uh, is the is actually based on the show's only recurring villain, uh, except in the show, his name was Miguelito Quixote Loveless, and he was actually a little person, uh, a Hispanic little person. Okay. Okay. Um, and he had like a big tall, like the guy who played Jaws in uh Richard yeah. Keel. Yeah. That that was his henchman. Um and poor guy was just a henchman and everything. I know. And uh typecasting. So in, in in this movie, instead he became a handicapped racist. Uh <laughs> as you do. Um some of my favorite bits from this movie are the scenes where uh again, Shakespearean actor Bar none, Kenneth Branagh, has a discussion with uh Jim West, played by Will Smith, where Will Smith is uh, criticizing his handicap while Kenneth Branagh is being overtly racist towards him.
0: Yes. So <laughs> oh, yeah, they have a little exchange
2: back and forth. Yeah, some of this, like some of the greatest, some of the greatest interchanges ever put to paper. <laughs> oh yeah, I won't even. I, I could repeat them all because they're memorized, but I won't. <laughs> I owned a VHS copy of this and watched it many times. <laughs> I could too. Um, Will Smith actually by the way uh, passed up playing Neo in the Matrix to make this film shut
1: up Um,
2: right choice he made the right choice a decision he said uh, years later was rooted in a misguided hunger for fame which caused him at the time to pass on projects that were risky though artistically uh, superior Uh, art yes but he gives he, he gives interviews that he definitely he super regrets making this movie because at the time he did it for the wrong reasons which was gotta get more famous gotta get more famous uh, which is why he wrote this. Wait, can we pause right there? What was that line again? Any, uh, any damsel that's in distress be out of that dress when she meets Jim West.
0: <laughs> and nope. I believe it. because <laughs> Will
2: Smith sells that to me. Mostly because he's got a leaf blower and he just like turns it on
0: and sucks the dress off of <laughs> him. Like so much rapping is about being braggadocious and making claims you can't substantiate. I think Will Smith could do that. I didn't. Or den- Jim West. I don't
1: deny it. I, I would not disbelieve it, man.
2: Uh, now, some of the song might be recognizable, recognizable to you. It's because Will Smith just stole the shit out of everybody.
0: <laughs> I did not realize until much later that yes, the chorus of the song, which I'm sure you'll get to about yes. who sings that, but that that was that melody was stolen. So
2: the in general, uh, this song samples parts of Stevie Wonder's "I Wish," mm-hmm. specifically that no, no 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 that part is uh, sampled. So it's not stolen. He got permission, and he does show up in the music video. So I guess he had to sign off on it one way or another. Flexing,
3: get a hold of your, side, your Don't let your lip react. You don't want
2: to see my, my hand, where hand
3: where my hip be at. at. With
2: now, uh, listeners... <laughs> the greatest
3: did, line in songwriting
0: history. Listeners,
2: did any of you listening to the song when the, I played that, did you s- not realize that unconsciously your hand was getting closer and closer to your hip? Because I'm pretty sure nobody can hear that lyric now without... Who wasn't alive at this point without accidentally doing... That, like, little hand wave to the You're hip. damn right. You don't see where my hip me at.
1: Like, you don't want to th- see
0: my hand where my hip, hip be, be at.
1: Because all three of us definitely did it. Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where all of our hips be at. Started it,
3: running again game. James West, Tame in the West.
1: So remember the name.
3: Now who you gonna call? Not the GB. Now who you gonna call? If you ever rip with, people wanna buzz, break
2: out before you get bum rush. Now, I actually have... I've never understood what he was saying in this point i understood the like who are you going to call not the gbs he's talking about the ghostbusters so they're okay who are you going to call not the ghostbusters but they can't say ghostbusters because i have to pay the money so not the gbs now who are you going to call j dub and ag so jim west jw and ag artemis gordon i never heard that I never understood what the hell he was saying.
1: I was always mumbling along with him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now you're gonna call J. W. <laughs> this,
1: this was everyone sing along to
0: the song. <laughs> you don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. <laughs> that was all of our experience.
3: So, uh,
2: if you're wondering who's saying "Wild Wild West" so deeply, that is an R&B artist by the name of Cool Modi, whose song, Wild Wild West, this song has actually taken the chorus from. Ah. Uh, so that chorus is the chorus of someone else's song. But because he's Will Smith at the height of his powers, Will Smith doesn't just sample other artists. He makes those artists also per- perform the music that he sampled in the song that he, that he wants to do. <laughs> like, it's not enough that he samples it. He must... Have them whole cloth come and be part of this
1: with him. Be part of this thing that will make me money, please. Well, so, but I mean, in in the end, isn't that good though? Like they get to be a part of this greater project.
2: I would agree with you, Mike, until this person shows up. Yes. So we can thank. We can thank Will Smith and Wild Wild West for introducing the world to a man by the name of Cisco. So if, if you were wondering what kind of alternate universe it would be like without the thong song, you can thank Will Smith and Wild oh, Wild West so for that. so many
0: alumni, Song Topsy alumni in one song.
1: Oh, it's a beautiful. It's a it's like a collaboration.
2: So of... Cisco at the time was part of an a R&B group called Drew Hill yep. along with James Woody Green, um, and James Woody Green, by the way, quit the group on the set of filming the music video. <gasps> no. Uh, because oh. he w- ostensibly he said he wanted to go back to his roots, which was gospel music. What? It might have also been the fact that he looked around at where he was and what he was doing. It was like, i got to get right with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone too far. Uh,
1: it's so lame to jump out
0: mid-thing. Although in terms of getting back to Jesus, Cisco in this music video does look like he just came from
2: a leather bar. Yeah. He is wearing chaps, and I assume nothing else underneath it, just chaps.
0: like a glistening black vest and that leather vest and gloves and
2: ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. So, ooh. because of this whole scenario, because <laughs> and this song is a yeah, scenario. A scenario. They had um, so uh, Drew Hill was was a group. Um, but the issues that arou- uh, aroused the issues that arise oh, during, during the making of this music video caused Cisco to be placed in a more prominent position, which then caused his singles career. The, that's right. He because it was uh right after this that he did
0: his own solo stuff, including the Thong Song. I didn't realize that this was the kind of the definitive split from him and Drew
3: Hill.
2: Yeah, this is where the this is where the universe branched off into a separate alternate reality that we all would much rather be living in. <laughs>
3: Now, now once upon a time in the West, madman lost his damn mind I'm in, in the, the West. West. Love less, kidnapped down, nothing
1: less now I must. Put it
3: behind the test Then through the shadows. In
1: the... Dude, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. <laughs> this song is great. Are you kidding? So,
0: Steve, if this song wasn't great, then how could it have appeared on Will Smith's greatest hits
2: album? Okay, <laughs> checkmate <laughs> This was the signature track from the Will guys. Yes. <laughs> <They laughs> heralded the Will that we are still living, living in, in to yes. this day, and
1: you know what? And he and he might say he might say he regrets not doing the Matrix or no, the the wait. Was yeah. It? yeah, yeah, but I didn't do the Matrix <clears throat> now. But you so one of two things: either A, he would have been disappointed because he wouldn't have gotten to do his big rap intro to the Matrix. Or B, if he did do the Matrix, there'd be a rap about the I Matrix. I really would
2: want to hear the rap, the Will Smith rap song about well, the Matrix. Well, I was living in a computer, but I didn't know it. And then some guy named Morpheus showed it to me with Morpheus and Trinity, and now the Fresh Prince. Look out! There's Asian Smith, featuring Cisco. It's inevitable, Mister Anderson. Yeah, it works perfectly. Yeah, it works
1: perfect. That's right, the Smiths. It's Smith for Smith in the music <laughs> Smith video. <for>
3: Smith. Ready for battle. Bring all your boys <laughs> in.
2: Now I could never tell if he was saying, Bring all your poison, here come the boys in. Or if he was saying, Bring all your boys in, here come the poison. The latter seems to make more sense. Yeah, but it could go either way. And it sounds like it does. Well, play it again. It's play like it again. a
3: homonym. Oh
2: yeah, he does. D- the way he says I it. I kind of hear the plosive p a little bit if I listen for it, but otherwise it just sounds like it's saying the same thing. Bring anything.
1: all your poison. Here comes the poison. Here comes... Yeah. Or maybe he's just being very redundant.
0: Bring all your poison. Here come the poison. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to point out.
1: <laughs> the boys in. I said
0: in the boys. Yeah, I to bring them in, and they're here. Look, bring in the boys. In.
1: Um,
2: I also want to point out the fact that if uh, if you don't know, we use uh, we utilize, utilize Genius Lyrics a lot on the show to sort of get into <laughs> trying to figure out what the hell they're yeah, talking they a about. Nice shout out to the good old um, GeniusLyrics.com. I haven't used it, but as my two co-hosts can see, this is nothing but annotated. The whole song is great. Every single annotated. line
0: has got an annotation explaining and, uh, what the every lyrics annotate-
2: And I'm not going to go through them all because that would be a five-hour episode. But, like, for instance, the one I just clicked was, Now I must put his behind to the test. That's the whole lyric. Wait, now I must put put his behind to the test. Put his ass to it. Okay. You've got
1: to which, <laughs> you gotta test
2: his ass out, Nick. you got to see how... <laughs> to which the genius annotated says... Back to the back to the theme of ass kicking. See bum rush above. So before, when he was discussing a bum rush, he was talking about kicking some ass. We're revisiting that light motif of ass kicking. <laughs> the
0: lyrics, to, uh, the genius lyrics to Wild Wild West, are better annotated than all of my college papers were.
2: West will give Loveless such an ass whooping it will push the physical properties of Loveless's buttocks to the limit. But not literally. This is a metaphor for any sort of beating. That was the annotation for the line, now I must put his behind to the test. Somebody somewhere thought way too much about this whole song. Wait a second. (laughs) And, and someone else annotated the annotation and said, here, Jim West reframes his conflict with Loveless. It is actually a one-sided test orchestrated by West and administered to Loveless, perhaps akin to live fire training drills in the military. In keeping with the theme of West being untouchably skilled, the conflict is less a dangerous fight than a kind of exercise he is obligated to perform, one designed to observe the limits of Lovelace's behind. That... Was the annotation of the annotation for the lyric. Now I must put his behind to the test. I cannot stress enough the fact that I chose this at random.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh. <laughs> everything you did from the center now when
3: you live back here who that is a mean brother bow for your help looking damn good though if i can say it myself told me lovelace is a madman i don't fear that he got mad weapons too ain't trying to hit that trying to bring down me the champion when your class see that it can't be done
2: This is the only unannotated part of the whole song this doesn't need any explanation trying to bring down me the champion in all caps mm-hmm. When y'all clowns gonna see that it can't be done, all caps. I feel like Tom Hanks should be should have those parts.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. If I could Cisco's great in this, but if I could switch him with Tom Hanks, I would do that in a heartbeat. (laughs) When are they all gonna see that it can't be done?
1: (laughs) Still
2: wearing the exact same outfit he was wearing in Dragnet.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: But that part doesn't need any explanation. But literally everything else does. It does.
3: Stand <laughs> me, son. I'm the slickest they is. I'm the quickest they is. Did I say I'm the slickest they is? So if you're up the wrong tree, we coming. Don't be starting nothing. Me and my partner gonna test your chest, Loveless. Can't stand the heat to get out the wall. Whoa. Whoa. You Whoa. Know, he's,
1: he's really, you know, you know guys, I think I think Jim West has a little something for Loveless. He's, he's talking about him a lot. He's putting his ass to the test. He's, he's feeling feeling really focused chest. on peeling up
2: his chest. Whoops. You know, or, or as the annotation suggests, you... West warns criminals not to get involved in trouble in his county. He is going to test the chest of Loveless. Perhaps a reference to shooting his body armor on his chest. Or causing oh, him was... so much grief that he cannot breathe properly.
0: <laughs> what... uh, well, let to shoot something onto his chest. Let me... and you know, we assumed when he said you don't want to see his hand where his hippie at, we assumed a gun, but...
1: Well, it's a gun, all right. <laughs> it's... Yeah, the love gun for Loveless. Hey, I was, Loveless, I hear you need some loving. I also point out that this
2: song gives us all three Will Smith-isms in a row. It gives us in a row, ha-ha, uh, ha uh, uh, and woo! woo! All three? All three
0: oh. in a row. If uh, Will Smith were a Pokemon, those are three of his
2: moves.
1: <laughs> yeah. Will Smith do, ha-ha. Will Smith,
2: uh, ha-ha, ha-ha, woo! Rest. <laughs> Um, believe it or not, this song goes on for another two and a half minutes, but it is nothing but... That's like the whole rest. That's It's like him
0: describing the song. various ways in which he enters the wild, wild west. He yeah. rolls into it, he strolls into it.
2: Though I will say, given given Mike's earlier point, there, is, there are one or two more original lyrics, but the one I will point out is... Uh, see where the bad guys are to be found and make them lay
1: down dude Jim Jim West loves fucking criminals he loves the bad boys <laughs> the
2: other big part of the song for me is when everyone just sort of unconsciously comes together to make the decision that they will now no longer pronounce the letter T in West wild wild west, west. west. when I go into the wild wild west west Who is Wild Wild West? Do people like him? It's probably another criminal. Keep him away from Jim West. (laughs) Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want (laughs) none. Or do you? So far, we've I've discovered a weird like through line through all of these songs of like people with people with devices and gadgets (laughs) putting them place.
0: Actually, yes, that's true. (laughs) Steve, you. You sly dog, you, you so seamlessly tied all this together. It is uh, movie, movie themes from movies based on TV shows that have some kind of mechanical steampunky nature to them. Also Dragnet. Okay, sure.
1: <laughs> Although there were virgins in that. There was yeah. a virgin in that. Oh, yeah. the, the one last one in Los Angeles. Yeah um <laughs> wait oh, that has nothing to do with I, that's what i was going
0: <laughs> hence my pause and my confusion
1: i'm sorry i was also thinking of the goat heads but that's also not really steampunky that's more just uh um well way to blow my whole like <laughs> steve really
2: thinks things through out of the water way to make me look like george lucas circa 1983 no no i totally <laughs> wanted him to be his father his first name isn't darth Really? Because he it made, it, it made it seem like his first name was Darth in the first movie, George. No, no, no. I had this all planned out from the very beginning. I didn't change anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it for our day at the movies. Wow, and it truly was
0: a
1: day. We watched three movies back to back. To, to back? To back to back. A triple feature. Oh, you, you never disappoint on these dates, Steve. I kind of do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, Steve, give yourself more credit. I had a wonderful time. You don't I don't want to see my hand
2: where the popcorn be at. <laughs> I, uh, I was very thrilled, because normally I worry when I bring this stuff in that that uh, you guys aren't going to be like, suitably, as suitably blown away by things as I was. Like the, like the wrestling episode when I was like, oh, they're gonna be so, it's going to be so cool, they're going to freak out when Vince McMahon does his own song and dance number. And you guys are like, oh, Vince McMahon's doing his own song and dance number. It's like, why aren't you more excited by oh, this? Oh, that
1: was, that was funny. You
2: were, but it wasn't the same like, wait,
1: Tom Hanks is doing what right now? Oh, yeah, no, that was...
2: It's just, I, I had
0: a vague awareness of Vince McMahon's other pursuits. I had no idea Tom Hanks ever rapped <laughs> in a music video tie-in to a movie he did in the 80s. I, uh,
2: and I do heartily recommend, I, no, I don't normally do this because, you know, the joke is, is that usually these aren't great movies. I do heartily recommend, if you have not seen the 1987 film Dragnet, go see it. I'm going to seek that out. It is, know, it is a fantastic comedy. It may, there may have been certain parts that don't age well. I'll have to go back and rewatch it. But other than that, it's perfect. It's a great comedy.
0: Uh, but Steve, thank you so much for taking us on this date. And thank yeah. you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and please do so because we're posting great content there. Uh, follow us on TikTok as well uh, because Mike has been throwing oh. some great song parodies there. Uh, and you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and Mr. Mike Russell.
1: Yes, you can find me on my Instagram at Mr. Mike Russell.com. That's Mr. D O T. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, check out all our other stuff. Go to com and check out our web series there soon. Chad is not the killer at some point. Actually,
0: Pretty soon, I think. <laughs> you I've been teasing you for so long. Week. You got to build up the anticipation, Mike. But, uh, basic. Long story short, I've cleared all the hurdles that would prevent me from releasing it, and it looks like it. Uh, you might be able to watch that soon. So, ooh, also maybe. stay tuned.
1: Maybe a summer horror flick for the fans out there. Oh no! Very early <laughs> spring. Very late winter. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Very soon, actually. But, uh, yeah, and also, uh, as always, please send in your song suggestions to the Report at gmail.com. Uh, we love getting those. And uh, also, I'll be asking a question. Let me think. How about, you know what, we did a day at the movies. What was what was the last bad movie you saw? Oh, I like that.
0: Just Last bad movie you saw in theaters. In theaters. I saw Parasite this weekend. It was not a bad movie.
2: Not according to Donald Trump. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Oh man, guys, we gotta tackle an extra twenty minutes I to talk about this.
0: <laughs> Yo, the well he no, has the look
1: on your face, Nick.
0: Well you know, like he hasn't seen it either. <laughs> uh, uh and Steve, where can we find you?
2: Uh you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your man, Trollo, on the Dapper Devil Productions website, uh, and on my own personal website, steventrollinger.com Really get get in there, drive up the traffic. Apparently that's a thing people need to see for me that I'm bankable in some weird way. Oh, you're bankable, all right.
1: No, I'd bank that.
2: Okay, well, now I'm (laughs) uncomfortable. I'd make a deposit. Now I'm (laughs) uncomfortable. Go, go, gadget helicopter.
1: (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Oh! Oh!
2: Why would you put a nipple clamp on there? All
0: right, Mike and I will help you with that, Steve. And in the meantime, I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm going to the...
3: (laughs) <laughs> when I roll into the wow wow west When I stroll into the wow west When I bounce into the wow west uh, And we'll see you Go next west. week take care
1: We do the wow wow west Ooh I kind of like that We do the wow wow west
3: wow <laughs> wow west